Off the Balls League of Ireland podcast. So in Strabrook with Alan Colley ahead of the Michael Locker Davis testimonial game here on Sunday. Three games taking place and some unbelievable uh, League of Ireland legends, including Alan involved. And you're here for a good cause. You uh, would have been in a team with Limon Locker was a kit man a number of years ago at Bray. And you have good memories of him. Yeah, Locker, um, I suppose, just to echo what everyone was saying this morning about him. Jamie, yeah, a really good man. Um, good fella. He used to look out for us, look after us really well. And he was part of anyone who's familiar with the League of Ireland as we all are he would have been part of Pat's entourage no matter where he went Pat used to like to bring five, six, seven. Uh, he nearly had more staff always than, than players Pat uh, but Locker was a main part of that and as I say I spent two years out in Bray with him um, and even though we had a very good team at the time Eddie Gorman was the manager Keith Long was assistant and we had big players Clive Delaney Buzzer Gerald Rowe uh, Gavin Whelan Andy Myler we had a good side but more enjoyable nearly um, not so much more enjoyable in the football but going hand in hand with that was the environment that Pat created uh, from the top down uh, amongst the staff the players and obviously the kit men as well in Locker there was Nicky Kavanagh Mark Kavanagh um, and it was just a, a almost like a family atmosphere which I used to love about it and it was kind of my abiding memory of the whole thing that the, those two years I spent out there were two really enjoyable years The importance of a good kit man to a football team and a football staff sometimes is not spoken about and sometimes is underestimated but they do play a key role and apart from actually doing the gear they're kind of a, a middleman between the manager and the, and the players maybe similar to a physio but um, you know Locker certainly has had a great relationship with all of the players even a couple of the younger boys who were only here with him for a few weeks before mm-hmm. he got sick and started this season have good things to say about him Yeah and I think you're right what you said Jamie like obviously you're involved in football teams and different things and um, the kit man yeah it can, be, it, it can never be underestimated just how important they are it's not just the case of them getting the kit ready they're almost that go-between and um, and football is a serious business as we all know and if you just want a bit of kind of bit of banter a bit of crack it's nearly more often than not you find it in the kit, in the kit room uh, either before training after training and I suppose we always created the environment as well that it wasn't a case of the kit man's there to pick up the jerseys and pick up the shorts we'd off dip in and help as well because it was never fair to see anyone just picking up kit and picking up jerseys and Locker used to always appreciate that so it was always that uh, respect as well that was created and I think to be fair any team that I've been involved in it would be wrong of me to say that that was only the case here kit men all over the place and I'm sure nowadays it's the exact same every player will tell you uh, they play such an important role and Locker yeah was just like, like, like them all a really really nice man yeah, and the League of Ireland community coming together for this game on Sunday. And some of the players involved, like Paul Ozam, Jim Crawford, Paul Doolan, Jason Byrne, John Gill, Trevor Crawley, Shane Robinson, Tony Cousins, Pat Jennings Jr., Kevin Doherty, Stephen Rice, Ollie Horgan, Dave Henderson, Stephen Henderson, Mick, Level, Mick Neville, should I say, Pat Flynn, Pat Fenlon. The list of people who have decided to spend a Sunday here, mm. and some of them didn't even probably you know, have Locker on their staff, shows that the League of Ireland does come together when it's needed. Absolutely, yeah, and I suppose um, there's plenty of people that want to not knock the League of Ireland, as we know, Jamie, but certainly in times like this, it is a kind of a close unit. Uh, it's a small league, as we know, and you'd see familiar faces no matter what ground, no matter what club you're affiliated to, no matter where you go up and down the country, you'd always see familiar faces around, and Locker certainly was one of the most recognisable faces that you'd see around the league. Any time you'd go into the Carlisle grounds, you'd always be knocking around, uh, whether you were part of the team or whether you were there going there with, with an opposition team. Um, and it just speaks volumes for him, I think, as you says, that they're creating this day for him, and obviously the names, some of the names you've just listed out there, it's a who's who really of League of Ireland lads, and that's one thing that we're really good at I suppose is that we rally around each other when, when there is lads maybe in a bit of need Yeah and everybody here from Pat Devlin to Eddie Wallace and Eddie Gormley and co have really you know put some groundwork in to get the amount of bodies who'll be here on Sunday and it should be a great afternoon 
Myself and Alan are speaking on Monday, so on Monday night, Shamrock Rovers play Waterford in the league and Dundalk House Bowls in the EA Sports Cup, so by the time this goes out on, on Wednesday, yeah, we won't know the results of those games, but we do know the result from Friday, UCD won Bohemians 10 mm-hmm. at Dalyman Park. You know, UCD have lost players and they had you know, a young goalkeeper in goal uh, called Tom Murphy who was home from Everton. I feel very sorry for him because I'm sure Conor Kearns probably would have conceded a similar number of goals just given how UCD played on that night, but you know, for both their record win and for UCD, just a really, really, really disappointing night. Yeah, really, really disappointing, Jamie. I was in Inchicore, obviously, the Pats and Sligo game, and we were checking the scores as we were coming in, and, and I think people were um, kind of bewildered, really, as to how it could get to that point where you'd be goals going in left, right, and centre, and you'd be kind of counting up as far as 10. Um, it's a long time. I think 1960, I was reading that, was the last time. And certainly as long as I've been involved in the League of Ireland, I've never seen a team getting beat as much. And I know UCD have lost players and it's a young squad, but I still don't think you should be losing 10-1. Like at some point, four, five, six down, you say, look, we just shut up shop and, and limit the damage here. Uh, but it seemed as though there was goals going in left, right and centre. And yeah, it'll be really hard on Collie because obviously they're a young group. They've lost their key, marquee players really in the off-season which was always going to be hard for them. But still in all, you should, I don't think you should be losing 10 nil or 10-1 in any game. Yeah, and it was only 2 nil at half-time as well, so the second half just, just totally fell apart for them. And that has to be difficult for Collie O'Neill and Ian Ryan you know, to get the players going again now. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a difficult game, a cup game against Pats this weekend, and, and they're now tr- trying to catch Finn Harps with a game in hand, but their confidence surely has to be hit by that. Absolutely, yeah, because it was only two or three weeks ago that they got, lost 7 nil up in Tala as well. Uh, so to be shipping 17 goals in two games is not really great, to be honest with you, Jamie. Um, and of course, it's going to have a huge dent on their confidence. Uh, it'll be tough for Collie to pick them up now, I'm sure, going into the, the latter end of the, the season now as well. And it's games that they need to win because obviously they're fighting against um, Finn Harps there for that kind of automatic relegation spot as well. So uh, it's going to be very, very hard for them. And, and it's going to be very difficult to see how to get out of that situation now because whatever about scoring goals the other end if you're shipping goals you have no chance in games and as I say I don't think you should be losing nine, by 9 or 10 in any match and at the other end of the table we know Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers are shooting for the league and again you know, Shamrock Rovers are, are in action tonight so the gap could be closed but Dundalk will have two games in hand then so Dundalk's title to win but the race for behind those with the third, fourth and fifth spot is, is interesting between Bohemians Derry and St. Pat's who you watched at the weekend the league is currently uh, Bowes on 49 and third Derry are in fourth on 46 and Pats are in fifth on 43 they've all played 29 games so you know there's a full series of games to go and all to play for for that third and fourth and if someone wins the cup fourth gets Europe again yeah well it's huge it's, it really is because like all season it's been looking like Bowes were nailed on for that spot but obviously they had a, had a little blip there uh, for a couple of weeks but they seem to have got themselves back in order again obviously that was huge last week the cup win coming from two down because that would have been a major dent in their season not only to go out of the cup but um, towards the league as well it could have really knocked the confidence but the fact that they obviously got the win, that was massive. And then to go out and score 10 the following week uh, puts them back in prime position for that spot. And I think, to be fair to Bohemians, they've been great all season. Um, they've, getting a, they've got a lot of plaudits and a lot of accolades. But I think rightly so, because you look at the resources around the clubs that they're maybe challenging with, and they would certainly be the least in terms of that. Uh, so I think Keith Long and Trevor Crowley have done a brilliant job. And if they were able to mark that, would obviously qualify for Europe as well. It would really top their season off and maybe go go well in a cup also um, but it's interesting the St. Pat's angle I watched them on uh, Friday night and the first half was very very poor 
but they, they came out in the second half and reacted really, really well and responded to whatever Harry had to say. And even though it's been probably a disappointing season for them overall, you look at the table and they're still in touching distance of that European spot. Um, so they have left themselves in an, with an opportunity now as well to maybe pull that back if they can. They're t- six points behind Bowes. Um, so they're in with a shout, even though it's albeit to be very inconsistent and very hit and miss. And I'm sure if you were to speak to Harry himself, he would say that also. Uh, but I think that was a big win for them on, on um, Friday night against Sligo because at half time obviously from a Sligo Rovers point of view you would have been delighted with how things were going because if arguably they could have gone in two or three up never mind just the one but certainly in the second half I thought Pats played really really well and the young lad Macaulay looks like a good find for them because obviously they were struggling to score goals and they were maybe a bit reliant on Drennan but that lad has come in now and I think he scored in the cup last week he got a great goal uh, the other night and he looked lively in the match as well uh, so that will definitely give them a boost going into the final games of the season yeah, we've the FAI Cup last 16 taking place this weekend as well with games across Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Bowes Longford, Derry against Dundalk, surely the tide around. It's Galway against Cork, UCD against Pats, we mentioned. Shamrock Rovers against Drogheda. Drogheda, of course, knocked Rovers out of the Cup in the first round in the United Park last year. Glengad against Waterford, Sligo against Limerick and either Crumlin or Lucan will be in the quarterfinal given how the draw has gone. So we've got some really good games there to look forward to and I just love the FAI Cup every year because... They're on the day games and, and both teams always seem to go for it in those matches. Yeah, I'm the same, Jamie. The FEI Cup is probably my most favourite competition. Never had any luck in it, but uh, my uncle scored the winner back in 1983 uh, and he's still living off it. But I do love the FEI Cup and it's obviously come the Aviva at the end of the season. It's our showpiece day in the league as well. So it's a brilliant competition. And you look at you've named out the teams there and the way the draws at the moment you have a brilliant opportunity because no disrespect to likes of Crumlin or Lucan but whoever comes through that tie you'd be playing a junior team with a chance of maybe getting into a semi-final uh, so it really gives teams a hell of an opportunity and the likes of teams who maybe are having a disappointing run in the league as I said Sligo uh, they're playing Limerick at home this week that could keep their season going if they were to beat Limerick and obviously with a chance to progress in the cup because you find yourself three games and you're in a semi-final like it's, it's the way the format is of the, co- of the competition uh, you don't really have to do an awful lot to find yourself in kind of um, a chance of being, being there on the showpiece day so uh, it gives teams a huge opportunity it really does and obviously Bowes as we mentioned as well because you'd look at Derry and Dundalk one of the big boys are going to go out in that one it looked like Cork may have gone out last week but they live to fight another day so they maybe feel as though they have a great chance as well so uh, the cup yeah I'm, I'm in total agreement which I love the FEI Cup and um, hopefully hopefully for the, for the good of the competition as well because obviously we've covered it the last two or three years and even though the rivalry has been brilliant with Cork and Dundalk you'd love to see maybe a new winner this year or a new final new finalist maybe yeah and of course the winners of the cup get Europe too so lots of those teams will have their eyes on that also as well Adam, lastly, you're a former Shelburne player. I watched him beat Longford on Saturday in City Calling Stadium by two goals to nil. Played really well. The second goal was like a, a magic free kick, I think, set up by Ian Morris. You could see on the sideline that the coaching staff was a ball up the line. Brilliant free kick to go 2 0 up. Had they lost the game, they'd have been only two points ahead, but they're now five ahead with uh, three league games left to play. The other results on Friday Bray 3, Cove 3, Cabin Tee from here were beaten 1 0 by Galway. Draw a 6 0 winners over Wexford, their second, and Limerick won at Lone 1. So, you know, the first division is going to be finished in a few weeks, apart from the playoffs. Uh, Shells are five clear with three left. They still have to play Bray and they have to play Drada, so they've got a couple of tough games. But your old club looks like they're going to be back in the, the big boys' league next year. Yeah, and that was massive, Jamie, to go down to City Calling Stadium. Obviously, one of their closest rivals. And, and as you said, had they lost that, it would have been all to play for because Drada winning the previous night would have only been two points behind Shells and obviously Longford. And it would have been all to play for coming into the last three games. But that was a massive win and a massive statement as well because I listened to Amara's comments after the Cup game and to be 2 0 up and lose 3 2, of course, that would have been a huge blow for them. But he spoke really well and very positively after the match about the performance and how 
well they played against uh, Bohemians and if that were to take that into the game against Longford they'll have no problems and obviously they've done just that uh, so it's a massive win for them we all thought at the start of the season with the players that they brought in it would have been a bit of a cakewalk for them but it certainly hasn't panned out that way but he'd be just delighted to get over the line and I think as well to be fair obviously I have a little bit of a soft spot for Shelburne um, having played there but I think in relation to the league and there's a lot of discussion and, and chat about the formats and the direction and where we're going and, and this that and the other I think the league would be much better for a rejuvenated Shelburne and a, and a, and a kind of uh, Shelburne back to the old days going forward in a new league in a new format whatever case that may be so it'd be brilliant to see them get them promoted uh, and I think they've put themselves into a really brilliant position now Yeah because I made a video of the Shells players in front of the Shells fans at the weekend it was a great away crowd there and like the armed guard unit were there and a bit, I thought it was a bit, you know, bit too much security but then Longford fans tweeting about Shells fans damaging seats and Shells fans tweeting back and blah 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 but it was a great video I'm not sure if you saw it in the garage on the way home of mm. the Shells players stopped so, to grab yeah. a coffee and half the Shells fans were there giving them a chance through the window and it does feel as if you know Shelburne are awakening again they've a new owner a new chief executive in David O'Connor new commercial deals a scholarship thing with DCU a very good team on the pitch a young manager who won't be the manager in name next year because he doesn't have his pro license but would think Stephen Henderson will, will, will have that title and it just feels as if you know Shells will have a say on things in the coming years in this league yeah absolutely and, and hopefully that's the case Jamie because as you rightly outlined there there's a lot of good stuff going on at Shelburne at the moment I saw that video with the fans as well I also noticed um, the previous week in the cup game there was a massive crowd in daily amount of Shelburne fans as well and I think the Premier League needs a good Shelburne uh, um, back in it because Shelburne has Look, such an unbelievable history in the league here um, and the likes of all the things you say with Stephen is obviously going in with the young lads in the academy as well I think is a good thing um, and AMRs to be fair to him a young manager took a brave step in taking the job uh, at the end of last season obviously he could have played, maybe played on with Bohemians and things were going good there at Bohemians as well for him but he took the brave step in taking his first managerial role and it looks like it's going to pay off for him as well which would be massive uh, I know there's the issue around the, the pro licence but as you say once Stephen is there maybe he can take, take on that uh, title um, and, and certainly I do feel strongly about that whatever, form it, whatever format we're going forward in and whatever direction the league is going in I think it needs a Shelburne and people might argue it's another Dublin team and, but if UCD drop out and obviously Shelburne come into it I think that'll be a, a major plus and that's no disrespect to UCD but I think in terms of off the pitch they bring a whole lot more uh, to the league and a couple of, uh, couple of seasons so we could have more than teams from Dublin in it with this All-Ireland League on the agenda and the NIFL started last weekend there have been a couple of rounds of that as well and you know debate about what will happen where do you sit on that Alan finally on, on the Noel Quinn group the Kieran Lucid group the FAI's involvement and, and where we're going because it does feel as if it is a time to make a decision of some sort yeah and I think it's it's not before time to be honest with you Jamie you know I think we've all been calling out for not just change but I think we need radical change and obviously with the stories that have gone on with the FEI of late I think that only tells you just exactly how neglected the League of Ireland has been over the years because you look at the European results even I think we should be 10, 15, 20 years advanced to where we are like we're miles behind in terms of some of the other countries and I think that's been a major issue with the league being neglected here so whatever form it goes forward in whether as you say it's the Nile Quinn group whether it's the Kieran Lucid one um, or, I, both. or both possibly working in tandem working together yeah but I just think that whatever whatever happens going forward with the FEI I think the League of Ireland has to take pride of place as the national kind of it's the highest level you can play it in this country and I think it should be top of the tree with everything filtering down from there and hopefully that's the case going forward I've heard a lot of good things about the Karen Lucid report I'm not sure the time frame and the t- that they're putting on it can everything be turned around in such a quick period of time but certainly I would welcome any change that's a positive for the league and I think the stuff that he's been talking about uh, as radical as it may sound I think can only be a good thing for the league because it, it desperately needs change. 
And we'll finish on the Michael Locker Davis testimonial. Alan will be here on Sunday along with all of these uh, legends who have listed off for these three matches. Will he be putting the boots on? And uh, I'm sure it'll be quite competitive looking at the, the list of squads for all the games. Not sure I want to play with all those names that are uh, listed out, but yeah, I'll throw the boots on, Jamie, and try and roll back the ears, you know yourself. But uh, it's always great to get the boots on. And it's, it, it's, it goes back to any chat you have with a lad. The one thing players always take from their playing days or, or being involved in teams is the camaraderie amongst lads in dressing rooms you just can't beat that or you can't replicate it in any other industry or any other walk of life and games like this always give you an opportunity to catch up with lads who you may not have seen um, and, and obviously get, get to see the lads again which is always a good thing as well so I'm certainly looking forward to this Sunday but most importantly it's far locker hopefully there's plenty of money raised and it's a celebration of just how good and the service that he's given to clubs all over the years Great so Alan Colley, thanks a million Pleasure Jamie the best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off the Ball.